0: So, CA has and Simic have to guide a conversation within their respective entities about here's what we can do, here's how we can do it. You know, here are all these different lines of effort you've tasked out to us. You know, to make a compelling case that this is just fundamentally unreasonable. This this can't be done with the resources at hand, the personnel at hand, and then there's a need to prioritize. And that's part of the case made in the paper is that if CA and Simic can do one or two things really, really well, you can make an evidence-based case for more people, more equipment, more resources.
1: With Tesla government's knowledge management solutions, you're adding a strategic partner that helps unleash the full power and potential of your institutional information. Let us unpack your data and put your knowledge to work. Learn more at teslagov.com.
2: LC38brand.com, the civil affairs lifestyle brand. A little bit of something for everybody, t-shirts, polos, shorts, hats. Flags, posters for your walls, and stickers for everything else. Items for citizen soldiers of use at and warrior diplomats at Fort Bragg alike. LC38brand.com. It's cool to like your job.
3: Welcome to the One C Eight Podcast. I'm John McEligot, your host for today's episode. And this is part two of a two-part discussion with Lieutenant Colonel Stefan Mulek and Dr. Nick Crowley. We continue our discussion and comparison of doctrine between U.S. military civil affairs forces and NATO CIMIC. Enjoy the show. I want to ask Nick next, within Army and and Marine Corps, the the U.S. civil affairs forces, and then turn to Colonel Mulek about CIMIC what are we asking the forces to do? For example, I know within Army Civil Affairs, we have multiple CA missions, then we have core competencies. Those missions include civil recon, like your background, civil engagement, which we do a lot of, civil network development, a new term, civil information, we have to really analyze that information, transitional military authority, that's really gone to transitional military governance. So what's the scope of what US military is telling CA forces that they have to do. And of those, which ones do you think are the most
0: important? As an outsider looking in here, I think you just listed five or six full-time jobs for specially trained individuals. When you think about you know, governance or network development or reconnaissance or information management, these are all pretty high-end technical skills for experienced professionals. Uh, and we're asking the same group of folks to do it with very limited training. We had a—I think it was a uh, a CCOE-hosted webcast or podcast recently, where there was a, I think it was an Italian major talking about Simicers as the the eager amateurs, right? Because they they go out there and they give it their shot and they work hard. And because of again just raw talent and perseverance, there are some good results that happen. But none of it is systemic. None of it's reliable. Uh, it's all kind of ad hoc and, and made up on the fly. And it goes back to what I think is that there's just way too much on the menu. And it, it isn't clear to me if the army went to CA and said, hey, we need you to do these seven things or six things. Or if it was the other way where CA stepped up and said, all right, how do we define a value proposition of the army? You know, let's start thinking of stuff. Uh, let's start defining things that, that seem important in the civil environment and that whole list is important but I, I don't see any possible way to reconcile that with the resources that ca possesses how are you going to do all that and, and to me again it, it's flatly it's not going to happen and, and trying to do too much with too little you know being that jack of all trades master of none is a recipe for failure frankly underperformance underdelivery marginalization you know I, I think there has to be real discussion between CA and its customers saying, what do you really want from us? And and CA has to shape that discussion because I think a lot of the army, a lot of NATO has never really thought about what they want from CA or SIMIC. That's not something that keeps them up at night, right? They got other problems. They're focused elsewhere. So CA and SIMIC have to guide a conversation within their respective entities about here's what we can do. Here's how we can do it. You know, here are all these different lines of effort you've tasked out to us, you know, to make a compelling case. that This is just fundamentally unreasonable. This this can't be done with the resources at hand, the personnel at hand. And there's a need to prioritize. Uh, And that's part of the case made in the paper is that if CA and CIMIC can do one or two things really, really well, you can make an evidence-based case for more people, more equipment, more resources. Hey, we've done civil reconnaissance really well for a while now. You know, if you provide resourcing, we can also start doing something else. You know, personally to me, again, I'm, I guess, biased insofar as I've spent pretty much my entire career doing this, but the development of understanding, I think, is paramount here. If we don't understand 90% of an operational environment, how are we going to do effective civil network development? How are we going to conduct effective, you know, uh, key leader engagements? How are we going to provide governance? You know, the, the governance thing to me is, is questionable. And this comes up really well, I think, in a NATO environment where, you know, what is the demand signal for CA forces to provide governance anywhere? You know, are the polls, like, what is the prospect of the Ukrainians right now in the midst of what they're in the midst of asking U.S. civil affairs to help govern parts of their country? I don't see that happening. I, I think it's zero. You can look at a place like Syria, you know, parts of the Sahel maybe. Uh, where you can get hands-on and be active there, but I think that falls way down the list in terms of the real value that CA and Simic can provide day in day out, irrespective of conflict, competition, kinetic, non-kinetic, etc. You know, and, and Stefan can speak to this, and I'm, I'm sure he will. We had some interesting conversations in this, in the course of writing this paper, about you know CA's attitude towards transitional governance and the the very delicate sensitivities you know within nato amongst european countries you know is nato welcome in various you know eastern european nato member states to engage with local government you know often the answer is no uh, the host government doesn't want nato meddling effectively in its own domestic business that's a very delicate line that summakers have to walk what is the prospect of ca coming in and walking that more effectively or at all so again to me the development of focused understanding of the, the playing field of that marketplace Stefan was talking about is the most valuable thing that CA and Senate can do. All right. And I'll, I'll, fight anyone yeah. on that. I, I don't think there's an argument against that. And I, I like the, the football metaphor in the marketplace and you can make it worse, right? You can be playing football in, you know, Lugansk city and the goals are at either end of the city and civilians aren't just getting in the way you know, they're jumping in and, and making a tackle or committing fouls. So they're part of the action. They're not just watching. You know, they have agency. They're active in this. And they're active after the match ends. It's massively complex. If you don't understand that, you don't have a, a prayer of doing any of the other stuff that's currently in doctrine.
3: Yeah. Well, looking at all those tasks though, Nick, and maybe break this down by tactical operational strategic, because my personal view is that and you, I think you guys talk about this in the paper, civil affairs has done a really good job historically at the tactical level. That's where most of our forces, we've, we've put a lot of resources into that. Not so good at operational strategic, but what do you think it should be, whether you've talked to any potential customers, so-called, or you know, the brigade combat teams, the battalions and so on that we support at the tactical level? Is it really civil recon, civil engagement that we focus on? And then the other stuff should happen at a higher level?
0: What's your view? Uh, I, again, I I think assessment almost has to happen. The recon stuff almost has to happen at the tactical level, right? Because you need access. You need to be out there talking to people. Or you can think of it as as OSINT. You know, if you're desk bound somewhere, uh, you're not on the front lines, you can still do civil reconnaissance. You can still conduct assessments. I think a key part of the problem with the lack of success trickling upward, if you will, or like the good things that happen tactically don't scale upward because they always happen in different ways. It goes back to the lack of standardization. You know, there isn't, you know, I'll beat a dead horse here maybe, but if there were a single, concise, actionable product that every civil affairs team was producing at the tactical level, consistently being churned out and being pumped into the system and filtering upwards, that's going to create that chain of events that we need. You know, that's how that happens. And yeah, there are other things that CA can do at a very high level. You know, one of the things that came out in this doctrine comparison is that you know you and I, John, talk about the tactical level, and we think of a company commander at a combat outpost somewhere. And, and Stefan and his team pointed out, in a pretty interesting way, the tactical level for NATO is a three-star headquarters. So in a way, we're comparing apples and oranges here. Yeah. Um, but still, like someone somewhere has to figure out what the hell is going on in an operational environment. And there are a million different ways to, to get that access. Uh, but someone has to have a robust process to figure out what's going on. All right? And we don't have that. We have ASCO PAMISI, and we can get into that later if you want. But we don't have an investigative framework for the civil environment in any meaningful sense of the term. And then that process, whatever it is, is not leading to consistent, reliable quality outputs for which CA or Simicers are accountable to produce time after time. That, I think, is key to scaling insight upward from the tactical level and delivering quality.
3: Yeah, thank you. Colonel Mulek, uh, you guys have AJP 3.19. What are the tasks that NATO Simic that NATO is telling Simic forces that they have to be prepared to do? And can you tell us a little more detail about what Nick uh, just mentioned, which is, our levels at the tactical level are, are very different. And then maybe a third question to that, if we can cover it, is what do you think, your personal view of what are the most important tasks that NATO CIMIC needs to be able to do?
4: Yeah, sure. It, it would probably go all in one and not really in, in, in separate answers. So currently NATO CIMIC in, in the valid AJP 319 has uh, three core functions, which is support to the force, support, to the military actors, non-military actors and uh, civil environment. And the third one is civil military liaison. My team and I, and I would say the team is much bigger than only my uh, subordinates uh, within the CIMIC Center of Excellence. We have a writing team uh, consisting of uh, representatives of nations and the NATO command structure. Um, so, from multiple headquarters, from higher tactical, operational, and, and strategic level, we are convinced that, that these three core functions are also part of the problem, because they say everything and nothing. You say support to the force. That is, yeah, it's it's like like I said, I want to repeat it. It's everything and nothing. And on one hand, you put yourself... Next to the force, when you say my core task is support to the force, so I'm not a not a, an integral part of the force. Uh, I put myself in between the force and the, the civil world, and I make my uh, myself an outsider from the beginning, per per definition and per own doctrine. So shifting the mindset and focusing on the real relevant contribution, added value that we can deliver is understanding the civil environment. That means integrating the civil factors of the operating environment into operational planning, into decision-making processes, into battle rhythm events on all levels. And that has to happen as Nick said earlier, That has to happen in a a standardized process. If everybody does that in a way he thinks it is done right, you might be lucky and have a good product if you have smart people working. But you might also have the wrong product and a a less relevant product if if people understand the task uh, or interpret their task differently and, and do not clearly understand how this product grows bottom up and yeah, reaches reaches value, uh, especially at headquarters that that don't have own sensors, own elements on the ground, and and uh, yeah, collecting uh, information and and collecting impressions. So only with with a highly qualified people and with a standardized uh, process, you can create high standard product that adds relevant and that's the, the assessment of the civil environment throughout all phases of any activity, operation, mission, or war, however you want you want to call that. But we always have to have a situational awareness and even more a situational understanding also of the civil environment. That's that is the unique selling point, that is the added value and contribution that CIMIC adds to this whole business. And we do that. One instrument to do that is is in NATO called civil-military interaction. We enable, facilitate and conduct civil-military interaction. So with our contacts to civil organizations, to uh, representatives of the population, non-military actors, we gather the information that is required to fill the bucket that is needed to be seen in order to make a proper assessment of that. And for that, to transfer that data into relevant information and that into relevant input in the decision-making processes, we need qualified analysts. So this is where we drive the the doctrinal development of NATO into. And it looks good as we seem to achieve a common understanding in our community uh, about that and about the relevance. You can see that in the new definition of CIMIC, which for the first time includes those expressions of integrating the understanding of the civil factors of the operating environment. It's uh, still not fully authorized by by the way I think today the uh, uh, silence period for approving this new definition ends. If nobody has broken silence, we will have a new CIMIC definition in NATO uh, from now on. And now finally, the the levels you were talking and, and, and Nick had already said earlier that there is a huge difference if you talk about those strategic operational, tactical level in NATO or at the national level. And for NATO, the operational level is the joint level. So uh, where you combine the different domains and the different services, and that's uh, four star headquarters with an area of responsibility far beyond national or one nation's borders. So including yeah, the northern part of Europe, northeastern part of Europe and eastern part of Europe, or Southeastern and southern part of of the Euro-Atlantic area. So this is the levels that that are um, applicable when you think in NATO terms. And uh, here we think it it's also here comes NATO simic into place because below that whatever whatever happens within the border of a country is mainly a, a nationally driven thing and most probably, at least, a, a binational interoperability and cooperation between that host nation and deployed allies in, I would say, the, the vast majority of, of uh, countries, it will be deployed U.S. forces that have to be interoperable with the, the domestic uh, forces and have to integrate and support and work together and be successful together and these are the challenges so what i what i wanted to state is nato simic has to take a perspective above the national level it has to to understand the civil environment in several countries in in regions above the geographic borders of individual countries and that's a huge challenge and you need you need a huge Capacities for that when it comes and and capabilities when it comes to uh, handling big data, when it comes to transferring those data into information and and working with that information, transferring it into into products that contribute to proper uh, decision-making processes. And yeah, this is where we're going and I hope I didn't forget uh, any of the points you were asking. Sir, you covered
3: a great deal. That's really, really helpful.
2: We'll be right back after a word from our
3: sponsor.
1: Everywhere you look, there's a barrage of emails and information telling you what everybody has done, is doing, or plans to do, all in excruciating detail. But access is only half the battle. You also need information presented in a usable form. that takes work, and the more information you have, the more work it takes. Tesla government takes on these issues so that your office or agency can fully exploit the data you already have. Our knowledge management experts organize and curate your internal data. Our open source research augments your knowledge base with strategic insights from our globally experienced team. And our data visualization turns complex data into compelling visuals while our community building makes sure everyone benefits by leveraging collective knowledge. The Tesla government's knowledge management solutions You are adding a strategic partner that helps unleash the full power and potential of your institutional information. Let us unpack your data and put your knowledge to work. Learn more at teslagov.com.
2: LC38brand.com, the civil affairs lifestyle brand. Something for everyone. The world traveler, the civil engager, the warrior diplomat. We got t-shirts, polos, shorts, hats, flags and posters for your walls, and stickers for everything else. Celebrating the heritage of civil affairs, from the civil reconnaissance of Lewis and Clark through the monuments men of World War II and companies of Vietnam. Repping the present teams of the Global War on Terror, with items for citizen-soldiers of use of K-POC and warrior diplomats at Fort Bragg alike. Collections include Suits and Shoots for fans of jumping out of airplanes and looking good, Pineland to remember your trip to the People's Republic, and Lewis and Clark to honor the two party animals who popularized huge DTS vouchers. You want pi We got pi New items all the time custom flags, stickers, and shirts, send us an email. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram at LC38Brand or contact us at info at 38 brandcom LC38Brand.com. It's cool to like your job.
3: Welcome back to the show. We're discussing doctrine and comparing us military civil affairs forces and nato simic it, it sounds from my perspective that both simic and ca forces need to do some more market analysis to find out as nick put it the customers what they need yes we're in military structure we have to do certain things that the higher echelons tell us and we need to prepare for but We've talked a lot about intelligence as uh, as a comparison. Intelligence of 40 years ago is not the intelligence of today. The intelligence of 20 years ago, of 10 years ago, is not the intelligence apparatus of today. It continues to evolve. It continues to churn out different products and, and greater analysis. And I guess that gets me to what I want to finish with, uh, section three in your paper, the way ahead, the what now. You break this down, gentlemen, into, number one, greater value proposition, centering that value proposition. Number two, developing signature products. And three, adopting a fit for purpose, investigative analytical methodologies. Nick, first to you, and then Colonel Mulek, if you could wrap it up. Nick, you talked about scope, how that fill in the block tool is not sufficient. So what are those signature products that you think could be helpful? And how do we center that value proposition?
0: Yeah. So if you I mean, you just talked about sort of the intelligence and, and how intelligence systems have been evolving. And we can talk about the sort of idea of intelligence architecture and of CA and, and civil assessment and SIMIC not really being a part of that and the capabilities. I, I think right now, you know, we need a further evolution of where CA and CIMIC fit into all this, where civil reconnaissance, civil assessment, you know, all things civil fit. Because right now, you know, we're doing them. Separately, you know, off to the side where, you know, J2 does what it does over somewhere else and CA and Simic are doing all the civil stuff in another place. And in theory, it all gets fused together somewhere down the line. Like that doesn't work fundamentally. Like that's one of the big issues that I think CA and Simic have to take on quite vocally at a leadership level because, you know, CA can get better. Simic can get better. We can produce better products. We can adopt better methods. But if we're not integrated into you know the, the the broader view of an operational environment. You're always going to be marginalized. You're always going to be an afterthought, and you're not necessarily going to know where and how to look at the civil environment because fundamentally there, there's too much there to look at. Like, and this is one of the problems with ASCO P- PAMISI. You know, if you want to do an ASCO PAMISI grid for you know northeastern Europe. I mean, I, I don't even see the point of trying that. How are you possibly going to convey anything meaningful in something that broad? or at a country level, or even at at a village level or a neighborhood level. There's so much cluttering that up. There's so much there that has no obvious value, no obvious purpose, that it just doesn't work. And so, you know, one of the key things that we've looked at and we suggest in the paper is this need to integrate, you know, contextual investigation, civil reconnaissance, all things civil as we investigate them into that J2 view, you know, into our intelligence architecture. And, And... that happens methodologically, right? But it, fundamentally it happens because there's a product you have to produce. And the product we put forward is this idea of the root map, that the way to build a bridge between J2's view of the enemy and all the other stuff happening in an operational environment, because you have to start somewhere, you have to have a frame of reference, you have to have an investigative framework, uh, is to look at the roots of, of that adversary or enemy that's brought us there. So you know, the roots of Russian influence in Eastern Europe, you know, the roots of Chinese influence and in operations across Africa, the roots of the Islamic State in the Sahel, that that bridges the gap. And we're connecting our view of the enemy or adversary, competitor, whatever you want to talk about there. doesn't matter if we're kinetic, non-kinetic, you know, whatever phase of, of conflict we're in. It works across the competition continuum. You know, we follow those roots out in the civil environment and figure out, You know, how have they grown? Why have they grown? Where have they grown? Where have they not grown? Right. And we have a structured framework time after time after time through which civil affairs and CIMIC can produce a product with unquestionable value. You know, find me the hardest edged infantry officer who's going to tell you that that the roots of the enemy don't matter. All right. They definitely matter. You know, that's an easy case for CA and CIMIC to make, you know, the, the people we take on on the battlefield are a part they're an integral feature of an operational environment you know you have to view them as such you need a way to look at all this whereby you're contextualizing a view of an enemy or an adversary this is enormous value that ca and simic can provide and that is that that product that one obvious easy key you know cheap and cheerful win you can come up with saying all right we're going to produce this you know and everyone's going to get one of these products, whatever AO we're in, there's an adversary there, there's a competitor there, or else why are we there, right? What are their roots in the operational environment? Where are they? How have they grown? We map that as a standardized deliverable that everyone produces every single deployment, all right? That you can produce from the rear, frankly, you can produce it at a tactical, a very granular level, you can produce it at a higher operational, strategic level, okay? Depending on your your frame of reference and how deep you're digging, all right. They're readily scalable, they can be fused together, you can take a whole bunch of different tactical views and synthesize that at a higher level. Really easy stuff to do. Uh, and then once you've developed that root map, what do you have? All right, You have a framework for onward civil reconnaissance. Let's really dig into some particular aspect of the roots of Russian influence in Libya. All right, we have our hook in those roots, now we know what to follow, we know where to dig, if you will. And that's something that's it's developed a bit in the paper. That, you know, we think is something readily doable, compelling across the force that gives or doesn't give. It's a way out, I guess, of about well, why are you here and what do you do for me conversation that CA and syndicate elements keep having to have. People will expect this product. and They'll want it. And they'll have obvious value for it. Uh, so that's what that's the, the key thing we want that I'd like to, to put forward here. Nick, Thank
3: you so much. Uh, Colonel Mulek, what's your take on the way ahead? And um, given your position as branch chief, there focusing in part on interoperability, how CA and Simic forces could become more interoperable with something like a root map or some other tool or some, or rather, some other product that you have in mind for Simic forces.
4: Yeah, thank you. And let me let me just pick up exactly where where uh, Nick ended with his uh, words and say. One thing is the route map to um, go deeper into the, the, the roots of, of our opponents. The other thing that is really relevant is that we that we understand those civil factors that are neutral or potentially friendly or friendly and supportive to us. So that we also understand our own population when we are under attack or under threat of an attack. where well, do we have vulnerabilities, weak points that we need to defend and protect with preventive actions or somehow re- recovering actions? So it is not super easy to say J2 intelligence community will focus on the adversary and simic. And, uh, Will focus on the neutral and friendly because those interconnections are super deep and and uh, absolutely complex. So it is important that we break up those stovepipes and really work together and all with all our capabilities contribute to all the fulfillment and execution of all uh, joint functions. Um, so. This is something where I say, yeah, break up the stove piping and 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 be aware that the the world is not binary but super complex and the more complex our operating environment gets with trans transborder interdependencies, we will have a much harder job to properly analyze and assess. and this is exactly what I'm. What what we are trying to do also yeah, how can we increase interoperability by better synchronizing our doctrine as a as the foundation for training and education before we go on on deployments and then as a next step um, better synchronize the training and education by teaching each other about the specifics. Of What does it mean if I deploy uh, to Central or Eastern Europe into a fully sovereign nation to support fully functional armed forces to defend uh, their homeland, uh, having a a population which is on the obvious 100% supportive, but is somehow targeted, directly targeted uh, uh, by the opponent with uh, misinformation and disinformation in order to to weaken the the cohesion within the society so and and after those trainings and courses we need to we need to conduct yeah combined exercises as we already do and then we will we will reach the level of interoperability that we need to to successfully guarantee ensure the, the freedom of our countries in the euro atlantic area
0: colonel thank you so much The one sort of parting words I'd share would be that, you know, I I think both CA and Cynic need a real sense of urgency around their near-term future. Uh, If you look at the the trend of budget cuts and and prioritization and, and, you know, where the U.S. military in particular is headed, you know, I I don't know that CA is in the rearview mirror, but they're definitely not near the driver's seat. uh, And they could be looking at at considerable cuts in the not-too-distant future. If they can't really articulate why they're there, why they matter, and in the interactions I have, you know, in the CA community, I I, I don't get a sense of urgency. I don't feel real concern about, you know, hey, you know, we're, we're fighting for our life here. We really need to get this done and right right now. We need to take a hard look at who we are, what we're offering. I I, I kind of get a we're alright you know, business as usual, keep it up, you know, maybe a few few tweaks here and there. And uh, that worries me. You know, I I saw the human terrain system fall apart for a lot of reasons, some operational, some institutional. But the operational stuff was visible for a while, and people kept talking about it, and the performance wasn't there. And, you know, if you have enough unhappy customers, you know, you go out of business eventually. So uh, I would just really push you know, a sense of urgency, you know, sort of a, a call to arms, if you will, within CA about, you know, where are we going? What are we doing? You know, take this paper, give it a look, agree with it, disagree with it, you know, but, but have a conversation, you know, let's, let's figure this out and figure out what we want here. Otherwise, I think, you know, the next three to five years could be pretty bleak.
3: Thank you. I see that from my view across the pond, that this interoperability, the partnership, the relationships continue to evolve and improve. So I think we're heading in that direction, but I really value what you two uh, gentlemen have put together with this paper, this analysis. You provide some cold, hard truths, some things that we need to face head on and um, doctrine matters. So for everyone who doesn't think I don't need to read that thing or somebody else is going to worry about it, you know, the the senior NCO, or the officer is going to tell me what to do. It does really matter. And um, if people have time to take a look at this, uh, I would say we'll add a link to the show notes here, but it's only 31 pages. This is the NATO, CIMIC, and U.S. Civil Affairs Doctrinal Review and Comparative Assessment it just came out in June of 2022 by Lt. Col. Stefan Mulich of NATO CIMIC, CCOE, and Dr. Nick Crowley. Gentlemen, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate you coming on the show.
0: Thanks, thanks, John.
3: Thank you for spending some time with us. Please subscribe and come back for another installment of One CA. Until then, be safe and secure the victory.
1: In civil affairs, your success depends on getting the right information to the right people at the right time. Whether it's foundational information for a team about to head out on a mission or putting together a map or other data visualization to brief a general or an ambassador, Tesla Government solutions and staff can help. With Tesla Government's knowledge management solutions, you're adding a strategic partner that helps unleash the full power and potential of your information. Let us unpack your data and put your knowledge to work. Learn more at teslagov.com
2: lc38brand.com the civil affairs lifestyle brand a little bit of something for everybody t-shirts polos shorts hats flags and posters for your walls and stickers for everything else celebrating the heritage of civil affairs from the civil reconnaissance of lewis and clark through the monuments men of world war ii and companies of vietnam representing the present teams of the global war on terror we have items for citizen soldiers of usa Kapok and warrior diplomats at fort bragg alike lc38brand.com It's cool to like your job.